Welcome to the Shit Show with Drake and Jimmy G, sponsored by Manscaped. Check out manscaped.com today for all your male grooming needs and use code SHITSHOW for 20% off. That's one word, SHITSHOW. Today's guest is headlining comedian and host of the community service podcast, Craig Conan. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So, we got our boy Craig Conan just joining us from the Community Service Podcast. What's going on, Mr. Craig? What's up? What's up, man? You got to get better lighting over there. You're in the shadows, dude. Come on, man. Dude, I am. I fucking know. I literally tr- I moved my desk around today, and I shifted it to, to like this side of the wall, which I'm not even going to do, and it was like just up against this wall. My boyfriend is very like he everything has to be in the right exact place. So I'm yeah. like stuck in this fucking corner, but I think I'm going to be changing that around or get a backdrop or something. It's okay. I'm sorry to nitpick you already. You're just dark. Oh, Darkness yeah, Drake, you look like shit, Drake. Yeah, Drake, you look like shit. I just met you. Yeah. You look like shit. <laughs> and my and my camera sucks. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, At least I got blurry, lighting. Man. At least I got lighting. Yeah, yeah, he's glowing, but he's blurry. You're clear, but you're dark. What's going on, guys? Yeah. How's the dirty ex-tweaker hippie? The only no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Craig, where are you call? Where are you calling in from, Craig? Are you, you're in Los Angeles, yeah? West Hollywood, baby. Ah, right next I'm to the. I'm in Abbey. Boys Town. I'm in your hood, man. Nice. I'm up in the Bay Area, by San Francisco. Nice. Minnesota, baby. Let's Minnesota, go. Minnesota, Chris. Nice. Technology, no thing. Bringing us all together. That's crazy. Yeah. Beautiful. It's crazy how <laughs> your producer can be in another state. It's crazy, right? I love yeah. it though. <laughs> what's the What's quarantine life been like for you? Uh, you obviously have a podcast, but obviously comedy is not happening oh. outside in public spaces for you. Ah, uh, dude, it sucks. I, I'm actually not going as nuts as I would think I would be because, like. My two, it sounds weird, but my the my loves are dodgeball and stand up, and I can't do dodgeball and stand up, and I'm just like, ah, that's I, I'm not even joking. Dodge, there's adult leagues. You're in West Hollywood. I'm in Silver Lake. Silver Lake. There's a, there's two leagues in West Hollywood when there's not a pandemic going on, and dudes just huck balls at your face. It's 75 miles. Drake's an hour, used and to it's that. The best. It's the best. It's boys been hucking balls at Drake for freaking years. <laughs> ding. These are rubber balls, not human balls. So oh, I don't know, know if you like it, man, but it's amazing. And then no stand-up. It's just like, it is what it is, baby, you know? Are you just staying inside your house, or are you actually like, are you going out and breaking the, breaking the rules at all? I mean, a little bit, not too much. I try to risk. I don't personally give a fuck. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. But I want to be respectful to others, you know, and all that shit. But I finally visited my mom, you know, after like 60 days, I was like, all right, I don't, I don't care. I'm going to see my mom. I did my time, you know, <laughs> I got to go give her some flowers and for Mother's Day and whatnot. But yeah, I've been pretty good for the most part. Went to the beach uh, for the bioluminescent waves, but it was nighttime and it, it, that was more people than you would think. But it like, you know, we're all 100 feet apart. It's not really breaking the rules. Other than trespassing because it's closed or whatever, you know. Well, beaches are still closed down there. Yeah. When they're opening they, up uh, a lot of stuff up here. A lot of stuff's open up here. Good. They, dude, yeah. at a certain point, we have to just go back. Like, we can't just stay in a, We can't just become hermit survivalist bunker people, you know? Introverts. Like, yeah, it's got to. 
stop at a point. I mean, I, I don't want anybody to die. I'm not a heartless monster, but like when you have everybody locked up, it's dude, it's, it's going to addictions going to suicide. Like that's dark stuff too. And that adds up too. It's just like, you know, I don't know the solutions, but at a certain point, let's get the fuck back out there. I'm over this shit. Get some fucking herd, some uh, herd immunity going. Yeah, people. dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm over this too. <laughs> yeah. I, like I haven't if, I die, at all. if I die, I die. It's just, I haven't quarantined <laughs> a fucking day. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's been out going to bars, taking bike rides and shit. Yeah, yeah, we bars have, are we're, open? We have a bar that's open. You just kind of have to sneak in two locks. That's bad. You ride a bicycle down there. See, that's awesome. I love, yeah. I love breaking the law. It's fuck yeah. the law. Hey, it's only, illegal, law. it's only illegal if you get caught. Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, the law, the law. It's like, we wrote the law. It's not God's law, you know? It's man's law. Don't go to the bar. I don't even, I'm sober. I still respect the fuck out of that. You want to go to the goddamn bar? Go to the goddamn bar. Yeah. How long long have you been sober for, Craig? Are you you sober from weed, too? Yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Uh, Six years, I'll be seven years, August 10th. And uh, I tell you what, the pandemic made (laughs) me want to smoke some weed again. Weed saved my life from narcotics. I have no quarrel with weed but i just i smoke all day every day and won't leave the house even with <laughs> without quarantine so i'm just like i just want to go get get something achieved in my life before i hit that bong again you know yeah i'm in the same place man just being sober from alcohol for almost a year now nice fucking sucks it sucks during quarantine though because all you want to do is like just get wasted on the couch and binge some netflix yeah if 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 that was any drug for quarantine it's marijuana oh man it's perfect just marijuana lord of the rings you're done you're set yeah right (laughs) i smoked some weed sunday night i had to go to sleep i've been up for two days partying yeah fucking oh i was out and fucking smoked it out in a half hour gone done it's the best, man. Weed, best. Uh, weed, alcohol and narcotics ruined my life. Weed saved it. I just, like I said, I just had to take a breath. I smoked weed for 17 years. You know, I, I, t- I joke. I tell everybody I retired, like I put in my time. But uh, <laughs> a retired stoner. <laughs> retired stoner. Yeah. It so always talk, will help. Huh? Let's talk about your. Uh, let's talk about your community service podcast. Um, I was listening to it. Uh, for probably last month, one of my friends turned me on to it. And then I, f- I personally love the fact that you always talk about shit, shit stories. Yeah, man. Come and on, baby. That's what caught my ear. What the, you want to talk about your show a little bit? Yeah, the, the great human equalizer, the poopy. <laughs> I don't care how big or tough you are. You shit your pants. You're like, uh-oh. <laughs> right? No, it's just, I'm half Mexican. My, like my, everybody shits their pants. You know, my mom's got stories. My aunt's got stories. Uncle's shitting his pants probably last week. It's the best. I mean, it's the worst, but it's the funniest shit ever to me you know i love it and i made sure that at, for my content and my podcast has got to be a poop segment and initially i wanted to make the entire podcast about it and then i was like oh that's not sustainable you know to talk about shit in your pants for an hour it's like i literally will have to start doing it on purpose to keep it up uh so i just made it into a segment nice. and uh it's funny dude i i had like I don't. It's so funny. You shit your pants, dude. <laughs> Big biker dude, shit your pants. Funny, man. <laughs> I shit my pants once. Let's hear the story, once. Jimmy. Come on. 
Once? Come on, dude. You parted for two days. I know you've squirted out I shit the couch twice. I shit on the couch twice. You know. That's funny. You know, you're not feeling good. You're wrapped up in a blanket watching TV and you start to fart and just now shit all over your couch. I did that twice. Yeah. It's the best, dude. I used to do a lot of cocaine and as as partiers know, it's cut with baby laxatives. So that's, you know, you got a lot of them were cocaine induced. You think it's a fart, and now all of a sudden black shit's running down your leg. You're like, God damn it. I'm on white carpet right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> start, start wearing black underwear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always wear dark colored. I had one pair of white underwear. I was like, I'm done with that. Done right? with that dance. Fuck that. It's like women with white pants in the period. Yeah. What are they <laughs> it's bound thinking? to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. What, Drake, you never shit your pants, Drake? <laughs> Oh, I definitely, I definitely have, but it's just there's something about like a fart or a shit that's just literally the funniest thing ever. It and is it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Uh, Didn't you run off stage one straight so you had to shit your pants so bad? Uh, no, that wasn't me. That was somebody else. That was well, someone on an unnamed tour. Oh, they <laughs> had to run off stage mid set because they were about to shit their pants on stage. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> I've never exactly. shit my pants on stage. Thank God. Something about adrenaline. Like I've had to shit. Uh, and then like you get on stage, and then the adrenaline like makes it go away for whatever reason. It's so you really forget weird. about it. I almost shit my pants on stage in Canada though, and thank God the host ran the light because I ran to the bathroom. I was literally like had my ear to the show while I was just spraying out of my asshole. <laughs> I ate some wagyu beef. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Why do people think that's good? It was. It was not good. It Maybe was it was fake panic. Wagyu. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, me and my buddy ate it. We, we were doing this uh, show in Canada for cancer benefit. And then I was first. It was a host and me. And then had the host done 10 minutes, I would have probably shit my pants on stage. Because it was literally like, I was like, oh, dumb and dumber style. Like, oh, I got to go. And we had a green room. We had a green room bathroom. But I was literally had to run to the public one and the, and, and the showroom and literally had my ear like listening like if he calls me i'll be like i'm shitting like and this is this is a big show it was like 1500 people it was, it was a cancer benefit it's for a good cause and i was just like i was like i can't and literally just just and of course it was like a movie that i, I picked the one star rush in there's no lock and i'm like holding it with my hand spraying just out of my ass listening to the show like going oh didn't even wipe good stunk damn <laughs> shook the shook the host hands. Didn't wash my hands. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, and that's I, how the coronavirus started. Yeah, right. <laughs> was right born. in Canada. <laughs> Poo poo nineteen coming at you, baby. <laughs> oh, so we, we have one of those we have to shout out. So our our theme song is written by a girl named Kristen from the band Miles to Nowhere. And uh, I don't know if you know, Craig, but we work for a band called Iration. Drake and I, and she was our monitor engineer. We were on tour once. And the show ended, but right before the encore, so they were about to go into the encore, and Kristen looked to me and said, Doggy, I have to go right now. Please watch the console. <laughs> and she ran off stage holding her ass oh my to God. the bathroom to go shit her pants. <laughs> it's even more funny when it happens to a girl, too, because you just yeah. know they're way more embarrassed. Because you know? <laughs> they don't shit. Yeah, they don't shit. Yeah. yeah or fart. Or, or fart. Like they fart in their sleep, though. They can't and when you're going down on them, sometimes. Yeah. I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've had what? that. That's because you're sitting on them. 
Ouch, Drake. <laughs> down, down on them. I may be hitting Damn. it from behind to get a little. But down on That's them. That's usually like, a hey, I've a had a couple of this, you know. They're getting off really hard and just can't help it. Queefs are queef, funny, Are man. queefs gross to, 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 to you guys? Like, no, you're just packing just, air in no, a pussy. Not at all. Not at all. No. They just happen. It's just a It's like, blow effect. my beard, baby. Blow my beard. what's the best shit story that you've had uh, like a guest come on and tell you oh my god uh i don't remember it verbatim but britney schmidt had a good poop story dude and she's she's pretty blonde girl and so you just don't expect it to come out of her mouth and then she just (laughs) digs in and it's so funny and then nicole amy schreiber i remember this one because Nicole, I don't know if she's going by all three names out, but Nicole Schreiber, she shit and flooded a house and, like, messed up the foundation. Like, they had to, like, she caused, I almost want to say $100,000 worth of damage. Like, they ha- like I'm not kidding. I, That's she shit. ruined a house because she flooded it. And it just, like, went in the walls and they had to, like, it's crazy. That one's, like, almost not funny. I was just like... <laughs> I was like, you, you burned their house now. But, like, she, like, messed their home up. Like, like it, Liz, Nicole Schreiber and Brittany Schmidt had really good poop stories. I don't want to retell it because I will not do it justice. But one of them was funny as hell. And one of them bulldozed the fucking home with her dookie. I'm not even kidding. Like, That's she some caused shit, man. damage. Damage, oh water God. damage, because it was a two-story house. So she flooded the top story, and it like trickled down and like got in the in the, the floor and like yeah. Cri- yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> we we flooded, or actually not me. I personally didn't do it, but somebody flooded our tour bus. We were in oh. tech. We were in Texas, and we have a sign on our tour bus for any guests that come on. It says like literally only liquids can go down here. And a lot of, because we have a lot of drunk girls that'll come on, or even just people that will, you know, literally they'll take a tampon or something and they'll, you know, put it in the tour bus and they'll clog the, clog the whole thing up. So somebody did this in Texas. Some random girl came on. I don't know who it was, but next thing you know, the whole bus is just flooded. She oh. took she took a shit in the toilet. She didn't just like you know use toilet paper down, which you still can't do. But she literally took a fucking shit, and the bus water was already pretty much at capacity. So we had had a sign that said you can't use the toilet. Period. But she literally went in there. She took a shit, and it all flooded. The whole floor just <laughs> flooded with shit. <laughs> I've never been more thankful for the band crew bus separation because I'm on the crew bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to hear about it the next morning and laughed my ass He's off. Like, yeah, get that pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say when I was on the tour bus, you guys had like a filter in the toilet to make sure you can't shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't you guys have something like that? Yeah, that's a that's a new thing that happened. That happened this past tour. We added yeah. that, which was very by the smart. Way, br- brilliant, brilliant addition by that bus driver to add that in. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I've never had a tour bus. I am not there yet. I can't wait for that shit. Well, you'll you'll get there. Thank you. Speaking yeah, of the tour ones, bus, the ones gotta... I used to get in have sirens, <laughs> and I'm in handcuffs. That's, but that's, that's <laughs> those the tour buses check. suck. I've, I've been I've been in that one. <laughs> yeah, I've been <laughs> that in that one, one too. <laughs> that was not fun. There's no bathroom no in that one. The seats are hard too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somehow I've never been arrested, and thank God. But I've so. What is a drunk tank exactly like? I know 
It's like a, is it a jail cell or? I mean, it sounds kind of fun. Big thing with a bunch of people. Ours is called Room Nine. I got lucky. They put me alone. I don't know how or really? why that happened. Yeah, both times. I, I don't know. Maybe, so I've been arrested I, about I, fucking thirty times. Good. Only three times. Well, maybe four. I got uh, raided once, but I didn't go to jail. So that it was the wrong house. I know it sounds crazy. That's a crazy story. It is one of those true stories. It does happen. It does. It does. I was Dude, you're in the wrong house. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> oh, Get on the ground. God. Cavity search. Yeah. <laughs> this guy shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I farted on the cops, too. I know that sounds made up, but I got witnesses. I got. I, I was handcuffed in the alley, and they're questioning me. And I was just nervous, and it was early, and it just slipped, and I was just like, oh, "I'm sorry." And then they were like, "What the fuck?" You know, <laughs> I was trying to shit, but I haven't eaten nothing, <laughs> so it's just air. <laughs> yeah, I farted on Culver City PD. Oh nice. my god, amazing! Is that is there a video of that? <laughs> I wish. No, I don't think they had body cams. That was like seven years ago, eight years ago. Oh, That's damn. so funny. I farted shit. on camera in. Uh, I was doing college auditions. I'm a trumpet player, and like I went before I ended up doing like playing you know pop music. I wanted to be in a like an orchestra, so I auditioned like to Juilliard and all these like like douchey conservatories. And the my I was 17 or 16, and I had an audition. It was the first one that I had to do, and it was since it was for a school in the East Coast. They had they sent a guy with like a video camera to you know to videotape you in like a, at another college nearby my house. So I go there. And I play a couple songs. I'm like nervous. I fuck up. And then I, the next one I do, it's like an excerpt. It's about a 10 second piece. And I go and I take a big breath and I just fucking fart like a long like. <laughs> and it's <laughs> in this like auditorium. Parts. Yeah. So it's like echoes. <laughs> and this fucking guy just starts fucking laughing his ass off like this really hoity toity guy. And I was, like, so embarrassed. And then I hear a year later, someone that went to that school saw the fucking video. So that asshole professor started, was showing people awesome. my video of you, me fucking farting. <laughs> it's fart boy. <laughs> that asshole professor, that guy's awesome. He, gets he is it. awesome. He it's gets I would, it. I want to see that video. So where is it? <laughs> Dear God, so do we. You farted on somebody in Trader Joe's, Craig. I was I, watching some of your stand-up. I farted on my manager and I got fired. No shit from farting <laughs> on your manager? Yeah. Spread and pink so, eye? <laughs> yeah, fuck that fool. <laughs> no, so the truth of that, that's 100% true. I filmed it and everything. Except I, for stand-up, I say my boss fired me right then on the spot for joke purposes but what really happened is i i filmed it i posted it on the internet it went viral enough to where corporate saw it and then corporate was like get this kid out of here because my boss <laughs> i fart on him he fart on me he was my homie like he yeah. you know we were buds and then when he's firing me he's literally it was like of mice and men when lenny has to snuff out his brother he's like I, you know, I was like, "Do what you gotta do, man." He literally went to my show Saturday and then fired me Tuesday. Like he was my buddy, um, but corporate made him do it. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna rat him out. And be like, he let me fart on him, you know, or whatever. So I just took it, and uh, yeah, that's fucked up. That's a cold <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> oh fuck! Fart on that boss, baby. Fuck him. Everybody should be able to fart on their boss. Yeah. I used to call him Little Dick, all sorts of shit. I, I, uh, I used to call him Cheese Puff. I say, you got a little Cheese Puff dick. 
You know how guys <laughs> just make fun of each other. It's just fun. I don't care if you're my boss or not. You're still going to get called cheese puff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. That was my only... That was... Here's how... Here's how you become... Uh, I don't know even though the proper word to use. Uh, just invincible at your job. Just don't give a fuck if you get fired. And then they can't do anything. You're just like, go ahead, fire me. I don't give a shit. That's how it's I only when you care. Yeah. It's only when you care they could hold stuff over you. Like, yeah. fire me. I'm, I'm still waiting for Drake to fire me. <laughs> you can't I get can't fired fire from you. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn just it. wait. You can't even quit, Jimmy. That's the thing. We're in this fucking together. Bullshit. <laughs> I still want a hot fucking you. female stripper as a fucking ghost. They stick with a gay guy. You say they like it's some like someone's forcing you to do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's they? You guys just woke me up. It's you and Nick. <laughs> you guys did make me remember a story. I'm not sure I've told yet, but our... Uh, it was I. I uh, had to shit real bad, and I was just searching for open businesses. You know, I was in San Pedro, and then uh, there was this one bar open called Crimson, and I went in and I just went straight to the toilet because I was going to shit my pants, and uh, the men's bathroom light wasn't on. Right, and I was just I couldn't even. I was like, I don't care. I'm shitting in the dark. I mean, dark. Like, can't see shit. Shit my brains out. Wipe my ass as good as I could as you could in the darkness. And then I flush the toilet. And then I just hear water just start splashing. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And I was like, I'm not going to stick around here to find out what's going to happen. And I just left. And I literally just flooded that bar's bathroom. And I was like, oh, that's why the light was out. It was like kind of a do not use this bathroom. (laughs) Unless you have to really shit. And then I shit all over their floor, and I feel awful. And I never, never found out what happened. That must—that was about nine years ago. I flooded that bar. So how do you know if your ass is clean if it's dark? Like, how do blind people know when their ass is clean? I don't think they do. They, they smell, smell their- the toilet paper. <laughs> That's a gross way to find out. You know, rub your nose around, see if it's anything wet. My roommate. What, my roommate in college was blind, and I don't think I ever asked him that because he would always he would pee sitting down most of the time unless we were at a bar, and then he would just piss all over. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> then he just piss on my leg. It was cool. Yeah. What am I gonna say? <laughs> but how, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask. What him. are you blind? That is a good question. Huh? Maybe what? they just wipe once, and that's good enough. Well, I know that like when they have money, like for instance, if you have a bunch of cash. That they have to mark their, they have to have someone that they, that they trust mark their their cash so that they know where the five is, where the ten is, where the one is, because otherwise you're going to get ripped off by like a cab driver or wherever you are. They're going to just be like, oh yeah, you just gave me a five when actually you're giving him a hundred dollar bill or something. If you if you rip off a blind man, you should fucking kill yourself. I'm sorry. Oh, Carmel like, fucking rape you. Jesus yeah. Christ of. That guy doesn't have his eyesight, and you're stealing money from him. Right? He's already he's already got a rough hand, you know. Seriously, fuck that. So, uh, going back to your podcast, um, first of all, I'm looking at your merch store, and it's fucking hilarious. You have you have a T-shirt that says "fart," but it's in the style of the dare, and it says "F A R T," keeping kids passing gas. I thought that was going to be a big hit. It's a slow mover. Turns out people don't want to rock fart on their chest. <laughs> They're going, though. I, I don't think I'll be re-upping that, that line. 
<laughs> we definitely we just we opened up a merch store a few months ago and we're like oh man this stuff is gonna go so well it and doesn't. then it's like nope <laughs> people don't want to spend be, money you gotta be so famous for merch to sell it's yeah. uh i thought the same thing i was like oh this fart shirt it's going to be the talk of the... T- no, it's it's taken me like a year to get rid of. <laughs> I still got some. If it, if I have any advice, if you're getting into merch, just do one design. You know, I thought like, yeah, I dude, I was going to do... I did three shirts and it's moving, but not what you expect. And I was like, I'm going to do mugs. I'm going to do hats. I'm going to do pen. I'm like, dude, I'm not Kevin Hart. What am I thinking? Just do one damn shirt. Call it a day. You know, one good design. Do you guys sell shirts at your stand-up? I do. At live shows, they move pretty good, uh, better than the internet, for sure, because people are excited. They're at a live show. They just yeah. want something to take home and, you know, just start small and then expand from there when it's the, the time is right. I got a little big for my britches. I was, I was like, you know, but uh, it's it's moving. What's your biggest? What was your biggest selling shirt that you had on What's the most successful one? Just my face, my silly face. The I did too much, man. Like that's my joke. I did too much drugs. That's why I look yeah, like me this. Too. Yeah, that's why I look like this today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little sinus problem going on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. And uh, yeah, if you do stand up, they just want something. They're, they're just a fan. They want a, a memorabilia from the show. Like, yeah, I went to this. You know. Uh, how long has your pod? How long have you had your podcast for? It's fairly new, yeah. Yeah, maybe a year and a half, uh, a little over a year, something like that. I don't pay attention too much, but I'm on episode seventy something, sixty something. Damn, nice. Uh, I don't know how many we got, Drake. Uh, we're at. Let's see. We should be at sixty, seventy, but we definitely had. We since we live on opposite sides of the state, we always would tape together. Um, but now that now that we've been doing this quarantine thing, we've now f- kind of got it down where we can we don't have to be in the same area. So I think once everything opens up again, we might, you know, switch to this a little bit. And I don't know, we haven't figured that out. But we're on like almost forty, I think. Nice. Okay. Yeah, about a year. So yeah. I think, we're, I think we're above that. I think we're almost at uh, almost at fifty. Honestly. No. Really? I don't fucking know. We sh- we really fifty hours know. of my fucking life wasted with you. Way more than that. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> I don't have that much invested in my last marriage. <laughs> 38. 38 episodes. 38, yeah. So okay. this will be like, this will be number 40. 40. How often, how often do you release? You do once once a week, Craig? I do I do once a week. Uh, well, two, I do a Patreon episode to uh, just hustle and make some money. And it's, it's uh, going, like I said, on mom and pop, you know, it's nothing substantial, but it helps pay my rent. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that, especially during the pandemic, you know, so that's dope. And uh, yeah, just consistency, just keep churning it once a week. The, the fans, they, they love you. They love your podcast. Keep feeding them, you know. I wish I had started it a little sooner, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Just as long as you get it going and keep it going. Fans appreciate that, and, and and they pay attention, and you know, they're grateful for you putting out content even during the pandemic. Or you release it. I released right. an episode on Christmas. You know, I didn't re- obviously didn't record on Christmas, but you know, you just stack up a couple, so you just keep feeding them because you know that's the business we're in. You know, content, baby. That's all they want. Yep, podcast people are insane. They they love they they, they, love they fucking love it. 
I know. I'm always in my head like, am I being funny enough? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm just because I've been doing solo episodes because the pandemic. And I'm just like, I don't know how to talk for an hour by myself. Nor like banter. This is easy. Right. You know, this guy gets Definitely. his far, his face queefed on. It's, we could talk. We got stuff. You know, <laughs> right? By myself, I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> take notes. If you have to do a solo episode, have some goddamn notes. There's been times I'm just looking at the camera, like to my producer, I'm like, help me. <laughs> you know, <It's> like <laughs> you see Say me something. silent over here. It's a audio sweat? podcast. <laughs> You see me not talking and the sweat dripping down? Fucking ask me a question, man. Yeah. So, uh, just All right, well, I'll ask you a question. Do you, uh, do you shave your balls? I do. Uh, do actually, you? I don't shave my balls. I know where you're going with, and I want them. <laughs> I want Manscaped, baby. I heard oh, about Oh, he knows. I know. No nick in your nutsack, Manscaped. I would love for Dude, you to sponsor Manscaped. Dude, I, I have a, a cheap... Amazon, like Remington, I don't even know the fucking band, Revlon, Remington, Norelco, and I nick my nutsack all the time, so that's why I actually do not shave my nutsack. I trim my bones. Shower, just... fucking, your burns because all the fucking blood's hitting the soap. Oh, it's hurt. I use Dr. Bronner's peppermint hip oil soap. Oh, that shit, Dang. my nuts on fire, bro, when you nick your nutsack. <laughs> yep. Dude, seriously, like this, this thing is honestly a game changer, and it doesn't. You're not going to nick yourself at all, and it's really fast, and it's has a fucking light, and we you we'll have to we'll link you up with the Manscaped boys and girls. I would love that. I learned I awesome. learned about them uh, through Joey Diaz's commercials. Oh my god, have you seen those? They're so funny. I have. I have to check them out. Joey Coco Diaz, man, he's just like he's just old school Italian. Or I think he's Cuban. I don't know. He just got that real like Tony Soprano. He's like, yo, you need to shave your nutsack. This is the, you know, it's just, it's funny, dude. He's like 50 going like, yeah, what well, I'm not shaving the old ball. Yeah, you just got to watch it. I'm doing this no justice. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. You're a comedian. You do impersonations. They're way better than anything that we can <laughs> I do. don't. I fucking, I, I, that's my strength and weakness. I don't know how to be anything but this. Like, like if you tell me to act, I'm like, is it a weirdo stonerish man? I can do that. <laughs> Anything Got else? Count, count me out, man. <laughs> I uh, did take. So, you had the Sony Soprano one pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, all right, thank you, bud. Yeah. You're too kind. I did do an acting class uh, to try to you know book shit in Hollywood and whatnot. Um, and I was in a dramatic scene, and I was killing, bro. I mean, everyone was dying laughing, and the teacher straight up told me he's like. You're doing everything wrong, but it's so funny. I don't want to change you. And I was like, yeah, I'm done with acting yep. class, dude. Like, who am I kidding? I'm not fucking Shakespeare doing Hamlet. Like, get the... I can't. I, can't. I just start laughing, you know? I was trying so hard, too, was the worst part. I'm like, stop laughing at me, you know? <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny, man. It's a serious scene. <laughs> that was so bad, dude. So bad. But... In a good way, you know. In a funny. Do we have a recording way. of that anywhere? Yeah, where is the recording? No, I wish. I w- no, it was the class. I wish. I just the uh, anybody who was there, they know. They they'll they'll bring it up. Like, remember when you were killing them? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say about <laughs> acting classes? I was just saying, are acting classes worth it? My my boyfriend is an actor, and 
I just see all the shit that he could he could easily be scammed with like like there's all these like showcases that you know people could pay for you know and it's like uh oh, wow. yes yes and no you know there's for sure uh acting classes I know very successful actors started in them and even get TV shows and continue to go cuz it's a real you know it's got a, a teacher that's good and then of course there's probably some guy you know teaching out of his garage that's it's a fucking joke and you know just kind of like anything there's good lawyers bad lawyers just you gotta find out uh the two names that i know and i know for a fact leslie khan and john rosenfeld if you're in hollywood those two are uh tip top magoo right there but uh i'm sure there's more i my i you know i took a class for six months I do not have extensive knowledge on that. I'm a comic. I talk about pooping my pants. That's what I got. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, they are good if you get a good class. I'm sensing a new TV show for you. It's literally just I shit my pants. It's just everyone coming on and just like like animated versions of their shit stories. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I love it. I'm down. Yeah. See if Hollywood will buy it. Right, <laughs> Hollywood's Hollywood's not buying anything right now. That no. Hollywood, fuck, Sh- shut down. I see you have a tour scheduled for in September. Is that did you end up pushing that from earlier? And that's not that's, those are the new dates or no, dude? Going? I had a tour during April and May, and uh, I I literally I finally started a headline, and uh, I had like six straight cities, and that's awesome, uh, and. And then COVID-19, just some of it's been rescheduled and we're just all just just waiting, you know. I don't know. I'm kind of the new, newer headliner, you know, so I already know I'm going to get put to the bottom of the list. But I'll be back, baby. I'll Hell be yeah. back. I Just when the world opens up, you know. I was supposed to do Arizona, Arizona, Vegas, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, Florida, Tampa, Florida, two times opening for my homie Chris Aaliyah and then headlining on my own. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm forgetting somewhere. Detroit, and then COVID-19 is just fucking gadoosh. Yeah, hold my beer. Just wipe everything out. I know. It keeps getting rescheduled. Oh, D.C. I was supposed to do Washington, D.C. And then, like, my fans are hitting me up. When is it going to? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'm just stuck. Ugh, yeah. it's awful. I was talking to um, one of my, one of my managers, and he was basically saying that all the agents are just getting fired, or not fired, but just laid off. You know? So, yeah, it's so no, sad. You, exactly. No one's no one can book anything. Like everyone's postponing it, but then those postponed shows are getting postponed again. Yeah. So they're just said. F- from what I heard today, it's they're saying like, "Fuck it, we're waiting till next year." Like you're done. Everyone's done. Yeah. Yep. I think the one date that was rescheduled is 2021. I'm like, God. And I, I was actually supposed to do an album recording. And then uh, when they were doing that, they were kind of going to shoot it, the you know, video of it too, because why not, and try to sell that. I have no idea what was going to happen. But, you know, you just got to shoot your shot. And all that is just fucking gone, man. What? It's so, and that's just. Me and some of my buddies were about to shoot HBO specials, their first one, you know, and just I've I'm just like that. Like my shit was cool, but like that 
their theirs was next level cool you know i'm like i like that's gut-wrenching for me i'm like oh you work 10 12 15 years to get an hbo special and then it's just bye rescheduled to god knows when or if it even will be you know like nobody we don't know it's just fuck this virus <laughs> yeah right so i'm saying fuck yeah. career everyone's careers are over no i'm just kidding I'm no it, no everyone i think once everything picks up like i mean hollywood is one of the most powerful businesses in the fucking world and when they're ready to start shooting, they're going to find a way to do it. Oh, yeah. They're going to hit it so hard. But people are, like, trying to do, like, virtual shows. And I've done them. They're just awful. I'm like, hey, man, let's just take a break. You know, I don't want to. You're performing to somebody in their living room who could heckle you. And you can't, you, you, can't, you know, <laughs> like, in a live show, you can shut them the fuck up. Like, yeah. through a camera, they're minnesota or wherever like you're just you can't you just you're like all right you <laughs> you won that round <laughs> cyber audience like, you know it's just <laughs> don't I, hate on the minnesotans we're nice all right i know i don't know why i keep saying minnesota <laughs> my podcast producer's from minnesota and he's the nicest every person i've met from over there is the nicest person ever nick swartzen's from there night one of the nicest famous guys i've ever met in my fucking life so kind, so funny. Talk about I love Nick Swartzen. I love him. So I took a picture with him at the Laugh Factory, and I put "Fart King" and "Fart Prince." He's the king. I'm the prince. Because half his acts about farts, seventy percent of my acts about farts. You know, it's it's so funny, dude. <laughs> so tell us about your hecklers. We're talking about a minute ago. What's some of your worst hecklers you've had? Oh, dude, my dad heckled me. <laughs> no way. At a rowdy bar show. And then it was my sister's birthday, so my whole family showed up. And he said, I was bombing. I was brand new, too. I had no business hosting. It's like, what? To, to host a show, you need to be a veteran. Like, it's literally my fifth time on stage, and they made me host. And, like, I'm eating shit. I'm bombing. <laughs> no laughs. It's, a, it's also a tough show. It's a tough fucking show. And then my dad goes, say something funny, son. The worst <laughs> heckle ever. I'm not even joking. It sounds like it's in a movie. And oh. I was like, like <laughs> I'm trying, dad. You know, like, <laughs> at, the, at that was the worst, most gut-wrenching heckle. One of the most. But he actually saved me because then everyone started laughing. And I was like, fuck you, dad. You know, like, <laughs> he, he actually saved me. But one time I was bombing at a casino. This is probably the worst show I've ever done. And it was this, is the same. This is the worst heckle you ever could do. And it's been done so many times with so many different comics. And it's just that. Like, say something funny. They, it, it, It's a reoccurring thing. I don't know if those exact words are like, be funny, you know. And I remember this guy said like why don't you try being funny and and i was like i am man i am just so sad he just the sword just just went through me i was like i am trying man like i don't know what else to do just wanted to cry on stage have a nervous breakdown <laughs> uh, that show did not that, okay let me set that up this show was at a casino floor in uh, uh, Fresno or Bakersfield, just not, and and it was an operating casino floor, and that was from the stage to like a cafeteria area. There's 200 people, maybe 12 to 20 are there for comedy. People are just eating, talking. There's uh, <laughs> slot machines to the left, 
poker tables. Behind the audience is a bar, operational bar with TVs on, volumes up. And then behind us is a functioning restaurant. And in between the stage and the audience is a uh, path to the bathroom. It was the worst show I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it was just like, who, t- what? And then it, we, the host bombed so bad. And me and my buddy who's headlining, we made fun of him. We're like, oh, we'll get him. The host ended up having the best set of the night. I bombed harder than the host, and the headliner bombed harder than me. It was the worst show I've ever done in my life. And we were waiting around to get paid, literally hiding like this. Like, don't look at me. I almost said, fuck the money. Let's go. Like, I can't sit here. It took a while to them to write the check. Oh, my God. Ugh, that's awful. Worst why, show. Why do they even bother having shows there? Like, they even pull, I, put musicians in shows like that, too. And it's like... I don't know. You're, play, you're playing for the guy that's, like, vacuuming the floor <laughs> at 2 in the morning. It's like, uh, why am I even here? I have no idea. And, and then you'll tell, like... They'll want like a two hour show and they're like, dude, we shouldn't even do one hour. But to get paid, you got to do two hours. So like the host had to do 30. I had to do 30 and the headliner had to do an hour. I didn't want to do five minutes, dude. It was awful. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's fucked. But now you're playing like some obviously you're doing much better spots than that. in the Yeah. You know, like you're playing in L.A. a lot, too. Like in, in Hollywood, I can see that the Laugh Factory, right? Oh, yeah, it's the best. Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, and the Improv, man. It's all right here within a mile, all in West Hollywood. It's the shit, dude. You just, you're just hanging with Rogan and Ron White. Just all the big, the juggernauts, Sarah Silverman, Ali Wong, Liza Schlesinger. They're just hanging out. David Tell, just legends. Dude, Bill Burr, fucking Bill Burr knows who I am just because I hang out at these clubs every night of my life. It's the... It's the fucking coolest shit ever, dude. How do you get to go backstage and, like, how do you end up getting on that stage? I mean, obviously you're a good comedian, but, I mean, you had to have found some way in. There's got to be a way in. I hung out for seven years. You literally, I'm not even joking. Well, you got to be funny and you, a, a funny <laughs> and a nice, normal dude. You can't, like, I'm a weirdo, but, like, a weirdo and a good, you can't, you know what I mean? And then you got to just be nice, normal, and funny, and then hang out, you know? Like, uh, these fools are, 99% of these guys are nice as fuck, but they need to see you. Like, I remember the first time I ever opened for Bobby Lee is I was standing on the patio at the comedy store. He goes, you're opening for me. He didn't know me. He just seen me there 300 times or more, you know? I've been hanging out there every night of my life. And that's just how it is. Until you're famous and have credits, you got to go. It's like checking in the office, you know? Out of sight is out of mind. And, and, and uh, like, I, li- I live, I, that's why it's, this pandemic's killing me. It's like, I, that's, that's my home. That's my home base. That's where I go every, 95% of the nights, you know? And yeah. it's the shit. It's the shit. Sebastian Meniscalco's up there killing it. It's so, that guy's so fucking funny. That's how I met Chris. Chris D'Elia's funny as fuck. His new special, Man on Fire. Check that shit out. He lets me open for him. It takes me on the road. I get to do theater gigs with that fool. 3,000 people. I'm telling fart jokes. It's fucking dope, man. It's so dope. <laughs> fucking he, love he has that a guy. Great, he has a great podcast, too, Chris. Oh, his podcast so funny. I've been honored to be been made fun of on it several times. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, he's, after he's after this is after this is all done, like, what do you have planned other than shows? Like, are you doing any writing or trying to do any other kind of shows or what else? 
What else do you like to do? Just stand up, man. I uh, just stand up. I, full I should have guy. more. I uh, I like rocks and knives and gardening. <laughs> I'm a fucking caveman, dude. <laughs> I also just realized I plugged Chris's old special. It's no pain. This is new one. It doesn't matter. He's famous. He He's got need so my many. Plug. <laughs> the fucks he need me for? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, wait a minute. That's the wrong one. I get a lot of shit wrong. Probably gathered that by my looks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I just can't wait to just do live shows. and It's just snow. I've done almost every drug there is, and there's no better high than killing it with a live audience, dude. It's the best feeling in the world. It's the best. Have you ever considered doing your podcast in front of a live audience? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, why not? I have not yet, but uh, that's absolutely something I would love to do. Yeah, a lot of the guys are doing that. I've never been to one, but they seem to have, you know, the big names obviously are very successful yeah. doing that. I just don't, it would be interesting to see the form, what the format's like and and just what the the audience is like if they're interacting with them and everything. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's a nice treat. I wouldn't like do it every episode, but I for sure uh, would love to do it, you know, like a special, you know, 100th episode live at the comedy store like that's. Some people do it every episode. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, his is live. I, I, it's too much work, man. Look at me. I want to do as least amount of work as possible. <laughs> but it is cool. You know, you get that instant feedback from the audience. And uh, I've seen some live podcasts. I've been guests on them, and they're pretty fun. Hopefully you get the reaction. Otherwise, you're like, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. No, the... Um, one of the best live podcasts I saw was uh, Kill Tony, and he had, like, Doug Stanhope, Bill Burr, Joe Rogan, the Burt Kreischer, and Sam Tripoli. I was just like, it was... the All-star. All-star, dude. I was like, oh, man, that shit was fire. I think it was, like, a New Year's one. I don't know what it was, but it, it, was, it was a legendary episode. Doug Stanhope. Jesus Christ, that guy's funny. That guy's the last, man. The last time I went to the comedy store, it was they were doing like a uh, they had like sixteen comedians in like three hours. Uh, they were doing like it was like an all stars yeah. like Whitney coming, all these fucking people. Oh, they, it was it was overload. I was like, holy shit! Just one legend after the next, after the next, after the next. That club is the best club in the world because of that. It's literally sixteen legends in a row. You're just like, oh my god, for twenty bucks, you see. Burr, Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, Ali Wong, Sarah Silverman, drop in Dave Chappelle. You're like, for 20 bucks? Like, get the fuck out of here, right. man. That's on, a, that's on a that. Tuesday. That's on a Tuesday. Yeah, you know? Shit. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's How bananas. many people hold? How big is this place? And that's usually those lineup is in the original room and it's like 200 max, probably like 180. So it's an, wow. in, and it's an intimate show on yeah, top so it's of it. Oh, wow. so cool, man. So cool. As Joe True. Rogan says many, many times, comedy store is the mecca. Don't get me wrong. I love the Laugh Factory and I love the Hollywood Improv, but the, the, the comedy store just got that like punk rock boxing gym vibe. You know, it's just like, it's just, it's like CBGB was the punk rock. It's just Richard Pryor used to perform there. Robin Williams, just Jim Carrey, all of them, all of them, man. Who's your biggest legend that you haven't gotten to meet yet? Is there anybody that you're really just waiting to meet that you just can't wait? 
I've been lucky because I hang out at the comic store. I've met just about met all of all. them. Uh, I have not met Jerry Seinfeld. I did sneak a photobomb selfie. He was like standing, talking to a friend. I didn't want to bug him. And I already seen videos of people asking him. He's like, no, thank you. So I just went like this and pretended like I was in the conversation. But, uh, <laughs> but oh, Kevin Hart. I haven't met Kevin Hart, but uh, just about everybody else. Just because you hang out there, you you know, you're on shows. I host, I MC a lot too, so uh, I get to meet him that way. You know, I'm like, hey, Judd Apatow, what would you like me to say about you? You know, like, you uh, get to mingle with them. I met Chappelle that way. That was crazy. I've told the story a bunch, but it's about a living legend, so why not tell it again? I was was hosting a comedy store in the main room, sold out. Like on a Thursday, just an off night, and uh, and the lineup was already stacked. And uh, Judd Apatow, I was emceeing. Judd Apatow was next. Dave Chappelle pops his head in and says, "Hey guys, mind if I do some time?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, man, get the fuck up there!" And then he goes to Judd. He goes, "Would you like me to go next, or would you like to go next?" Dave Chappelle's the nicest dude ever. He like. Shook my hand and goes, hi, I'm Dave. I'm like, I know who the fuck you are, man. Like, who are you kidding me? And then he asked Judd, like, you want to go next or you, or should I go next? And Judd's like, I'm going to go next, dude. I'm not following you. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> fuck that. And then uh, Judd is supposed to do 20 minutes, but Judd also is just the nicest dude ever. He only does about 12 minutes, but I don't know that. So I'm expecting him to do 20 minutes. Now I'm in the green room. With and Dave Chappelle rolls with famous fuck homies, dude. He's rolls with Post Malone, John Mayer, and a wrestler dude that was famous, but I don't follow wrestling, so I don't know his name. And uh, so I'm in the with a rock star, a rapper, a comedian, rock star, and a wrestler, and they're all smoking hash and passing it. I'm at that time probably five years sober or some shit, and I was just like. If Dave Chappelle passes me hash, I got to hit it. I can't not do it, you right. know? But now I'm like, fuck, I haven't smoked in five years, and now I'm about to smoke concentrates, and I'm hosting the show, and I have to go, you know? Okay, I'm just like, oh, no, I'm going to die. And thank God Judd Apatow bails early, because he not because he's scared or not. He just wanted to give Dave more time. He just had to work on his shit that he's working on. He got off stage. So I run out and did was saved by Judd. And now I I host in the show and I go, ladies and gentlemen, this club's the best in the world because you get special guest drop-ins like this. Uh welcome to the stage, Dave Chappelle. Instant standing ovation. Instant. Like loudest pop I've ever and heard. Nobody I knows this. Nobody knows this. Surprise special guest appearance. The the best one of the best comedians in the world ever. And then he's smoking hash in the green room, and he doesn't come out. And I'm just standing there, and everyone starts turning on me like, you fucking lying to us, hippie? You know, I'm like, <laughs> this ain't I'm funny, like, man. I'm like, no, I swear. I swear he's in there. I was like, I, I swear. And then, like, it probably was 45 seconds to a minute and a half. Felt like an it hour. Felt like, yeah. felt like five <laughs> years, dude. I was like, uh I was like, no, I swear. And then finally he comes out. And I was like, I told you. And then instant standing ovation again. Because he took long enough for the audience to turn on me and sit back down. <laughs> and then finally he oh, came back shit. out. And they went, Aah! And then I was like, oh, my God. I was like, See, Boom. people? 
<laughs> I told you. I was like, who lies like that? I would never do that. And then uh, he came. He did like 30, 40 minutes solo. And then John Mayer joined him. And then he did another 30, 40 minutes with John Mayer. John Mayer's playing guitar. They're just, it was so cool, man. It was so Jesus. fucking cool. That's pretty epic. Yeah. Hollywood is the most ex- fucking, LA is so expensive to live in, like where we live right now. But it's so cool because of moments like that. Like it's all so these comedians cool, come and, you know, you test their material that they're going to yeah. be putting on show or wherever. And you can be a part of it. Just And they never announce it. Bucks. Yeah. And they just pop in. I've been there when Martin Lawrence popped in. Uh, 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 freaking Chris Tucker popped in. You know, these are uh, Omar Epps. Like, oh, it's so dope, dude. It's it's just got this magical energy. It really, really does. And that's where everybody goes to pop in, man. I seen Louie there before he got me too. I watched him film a special there. Um, and just everybody. They go they go to all of them, but mainly the comedy store. It's it's badass, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. Jimmy, let's Next fucking go. Next we got to go there go. when it's open, when it reopens. Yeah, you got to, man. I swear, like on a Tuesday. If, I don't know what it is with Tuesday, but it's the best night. I think because all the all them tour on the weekends and go do theaters and shit, you know? Oh, so, yeah. like, weekdays is when they come and, and just practice shit. Yeah, release, set. test new shit out. Yeah. It's so cool. I love comedy. We have the we have Tommy T's, Tommy T's up here. I see almost everybody comes through there. The yeah, I can't wait to do that. Uh, a couple yeah. of my homies done that. Yeah, it's a good one. Real good one. Good place, too. Good food and everything. Is my that in Oakland? St- uh, it's in uh, Pleasanton. Yeah, my buddy Stephen Fury just headlined there. It's one of the first clubs he headlined, I believe. He's he's my my bro. He's funny as shit. We produce a show at the Comedy Store together. I've seen a Stevo there. Seen, I think I seen Andrew Dice Clay there. Yeah, I've done. I I got the host with Stevo. He's the nicest dude ever. Yeah, I got a picture picture with him. I was like a couple of jackasses because I'm a jackass. I love <laughs> jackass. He's a jackass. He's he's nice fucking dude. Great dude. That's badass. Did he kick you in the balls or do anything fucking crazy like that? <laughs> no, nah, he keeps it pretty civil. <laughs> no nut chops, no nut kicks. Does a guy like that have massive PTSD? Like, because I mean, he just got these guys you on Jackass. Think. <laughs> he's a, he's a nice dude, just super. I like you think you get into Hollywood, you're like, I'm gonna hear all these horror stories. I swear to God, about ninety. 90- nine percent of these fools are all nice as hell you know they may have a moment with a person or two and even then like uh i see mark Marin yelling at my buddy and it was the funniest shit ever because he's yelling at my buddy and in the middle of yelling at my buddy he just stops and goes hey i'm mark nice to meet you i'm sorry about yelling at this guy it was like the most perfect mark Marin. i'm just laughing my buddy's like ah. um it, but uh <laughs> It was so funny. My buddy had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> Mark Marin. I swear, Mark Marin lives near near me because I follow him on Instagram, and I always he's always like in my area. I'm like, where are you? Are you he my, does. my next door neighbor? <laughs> I don't know where he lives, but he lives in Silver Lake. I do know that. I will run into him one day. All right. Well, Craig, thank you so much for coming on the shit show. We can't wait to see you live. I will definitely see you live when shit opens up, and uh, we appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'll definitely come out and check you out, man. 
Come on down, man. I'll get you in free if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can most of the time. I'm not there. You know, you got to have power and all that yeah. shit. But most, about 75% of the time, I'll get you in free. Sometimes. If not, we're you fucking lied to us, man. You fucking lied to us. I, 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 I try. I sneak you in. I sneak you in. <laughs> oh, and Jimmy will book you in NorCal because he, like, runs the whole fucking city. So the whole, nice. the whole, whole area. Nice. Yes. We do know the owners of Tommy T's for sure. That's uh, sweet. Get me up there, man. I got a following. I'll sell a few tickets. Hell yeah. Well, fuck, man. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for buddy. coming on. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I appreciate definitely, it. Definitely good laughs. Stay out of jail. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah. You especially. <laughs> 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 I'm retired. I, all that's behind me. Yeah, I can tell you're still active as fuck. <laughs> I'm active as fuck. <laughs> Fuck. I can see it, man. I can see it right here, right here. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating out shit from the last two days right now. Yeah. Take it easy, man. Oh, It'll fuck. get you. Oh, yeah. I'm working on It'll it. It'll get you. Check out Community Service Podcast with Craig Conant on iTunes and Spotify and all the motherfucking places, and we will see you next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. Mad love. Thanks for listening to The Shit Show with Drake and Jimmy Jew. Special thanks to Christopher McCone, our producer, Miles to Nowhere for singing the song Skies in our intro music. If you want to be added to the meme stream, go to our Patreon page, and for just five bucks a month, you can get the funniest videos and memes from Jimmy Jew himself. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash shitshowpodcast to sign up. See you next time.